Hello, you guys. What's up? Welcome back to Rave Culture Podcast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for being here. I'm super excited to be recording today. Um, I hope you guys all had an awesome 4th of July. I know we're all getting back to work this week or not. Maybe you guys have vacation planned, which would be awesome. But yeah, I'm already, I'm back to work, unfortunately. Uh, after taking a few days off, it was really nice. I um, actually went and saw Dada Life down the shore, which was such a good time. Um, I haven't seen Dada Life in forever. And right now it's just the uh, one guy touring and it was fucking crazy um definitely just like a very sweaty hot packed nightclub but he put on a really great show so I'm super excited I got to do that but I hope you all had awesome plans actually today I am sitting down to record this and I am filming for the first time so I'm gonna try uploading my podcast to YouTube now because I have had a couple requests to do this um so I am gonna try and go back and upload the older episodes and just like include a logo or something like that in case you guys want to listen to the audio on YouTube and I'm also going to try recording all of the podcasts from here on out. It's just me sitting in my bedroom. I'm waving at the camera right now. (laughs) So um, yeah, if you guys are ever interested in that, you can definitely check out the podcast probably starting this week and on on YouTube, which is really exciting. Before we get into the episode here, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for spreading the word about the podcast. I see you guys tagging me on Instagram and on Twitter. I appreciate it so, so much. Uh, So thank you guys for sharing this with your friends, posting it online. I always appreciate you guys tagging me and everything. If you guys aren't following me already, you can check out my Instagram and Twitter at Emma Capotis and at Rave Culture Cast if you want to stay in touch with the podcast. That's where we're at. And also quick shout out to you guys rating and reviewing us on iTunes. I really appreciate your feedback. Um, And all the DMs and emails you guys have been sending in, I've been getting a lot of really incredible personal stories and comments and notes from you guys. So thank you so much for sharing with me and for being really honest and open. Uh, I love reading all of your comments and getting your feedback. So thanks. Oh, and you guys, before I forget, you can email me, raveculturecast at gmail.com. Again, any feedback on the episodes, um, future topics, you want me to cover episode ideas and anybody you want me to interview here or just have on the podcast to talk to um, anyone in the EDM community an artist like whoever it is I can always try and reach out and see if we can get some cool people on here so I do have a couple things planned so stay tuned for some guests coming up All right, I think that's all I've got. Uh, Just a few quick announcements. I don't really have EDM news today other than to say that Marshmello's Joy Time 3 album came out. (laughs) Um, I always do new music Friday picks on my Instagram. So and I also have a Spotify playlist created each month. So the July playlist new music Friday is up now and I add new songs every single Friday. So you guys can go check that out. And I also share it on my Instagram stories. But yeah, I was excited for Marshmello's new album. But I think that's all I've got for EDM news we have a lot to cover in today's episode so I do want to just like get straight into the topic um really quickly I am currently promoting for several festivals so you guys can dm me for tickets um a couple of these I have reduced prices so just dm me if you guys are interested um electric zoo voodoo festival freaky deaky Lollapalooza, moonrise imagine and more and i'm also promoting locally in new york city so yeah dm me if you guys want tickets or any more information um for electric zoo which is coming up very soon which i'm so excited about um i'm gonna be hosting at least one meetup so stay tuned for details. Um, it's going to be much closer to the festival when we, when we actually get like set times. Um, I'm also going to be making my first flag, which I'm very excited about. I have always wanted a totem or a flag, but usually the festivals I, I travel for. So I don't really want to pack anything with me. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a flag. This way you guys can easily find me in the crowd. And I want to represent rave culture. So I'm making a rave culture podcast flag. So be on the lookout for that. I'm working on a couple different designs. um, And a couple of you guys gave me suggestions on the type of pole to use. So I'm going to be building that. And I don't know, maybe I'll do a video on it. We'll see. But podcast fam, if you're going to Izu, be on the lookout for that flag. Also, really quickly, one note about last week's episode. I got some awesome feedback on the substance use in the EDM scene episode. I really appreciate you guys sharing your personal stories. I had a couple people reach out to me um, and I think it really hit home with a lot of people. So that made me feel amazing. I'm 
so happy that a lot of you guys could relate to that one and I think it was a very important topic to touch on in this community so I'm glad that you guys were open and you don't feel alone in some of the feelings that you have on this topic um one thing though that was brought to my attention that I do want to touch on is that I didn't really talk about the come down in that episode and what I mean is if you are using drugs um a lot of the times there's like a come down feeling you can have afterwards that can be really depressing and cause anxiety and just different sad feelings and I didn't really go into that in detail but I do think it's an extremely important topic that I do want to cover at some point so I am planning to do a fully dedicated episode to post-festival depression and blues and how you can take care of yourself in situations like that so do stay tuned I do have a video on YouTube Um, I think it's called like post-festival blues or post-EDC depression so check that out Um, that's already up there it was from last year Um, but I do know this is a a topic that a lot of people could relate to. So stay tuned for that in the future. I would love to talk about it. Alrighty, so moving on, I want to get right into today's episode because you guys came through. You submitted so many stories. I literally can't wait to read these. Ooh, I have to pull up Instagram too because I didn't just get emails. I got DMs to rave culture cast so I do need to pull those up so I don't forget to read them here but yeah today we're talking all about love you guys this is a love and dating episode I'm so excited to be doing this really quickly a breakdown of today's episode one I'm going to be sharing your rave bay love stories that you submitted two I'm going to be answering um, your dating questions because I did get some questions in from some of my single people out there and I'm going to be giving some tips on how you can possibly meet people at shows and then lastly I'm going to talk a little bit about how to have a successful relationship if your partner isn't really into EDM or raving so that's just the breakdown of today's episode I do have to admit really quickly I am a sucker for love stories I Love seeing posts online when you guys like couples show how they met at festivals or at shows um, and they just like tell their story. And so I was like, let's do a full episode on raver love stories. So you guys submitted in your stories. I got a ton of responses, more than I thought I would. So that's so dope. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but I swear to God. After EDC this year, I feel like I saw more engagement videos than ever before. I don't know if it's just like people are realizing that this is a trend, that it's like such a happy place and it's a it's a great place to get engaged. I'll just say that. But yeah, I just think it's a literal couple goals. So congrats to any of you guys who did get engaged this year. That's so awesome. And to any of you who got married because EDC does have a chapel and it's Vegas. So you can get married at EDC, which is pretty incredible. I think we have some stories, but... I do also quickly want to shout out all my single ravers out there as well, doing your thing, being independent and loving it. Um, Also, some of you guys who might be looking and you just are in need of some advice, we're going to be touching on that as well today. Um, I did get a couple emails I saw with some dating, dating situations and dating questions. So we're going to be reading through those. Um, You might be listening and being like, who is this chick to offer some dating advice to me? Like, what the fuck does she know? Um, Great question. (laughs) All I can say is that I have personally like been through a lot. I've had all different types of experiences in the dating game. Um, I'm happily in a relationship now. I found my person, but I do think I have some pointers that will definitely help you guys. And like I said, I'm literally obsessed with dating podcasts. I don't know if you guys listen to any. I really like um, Secret Keepers Club, You Up, the J Train podcast. What else? Girls Gotta Eat. That's a really fun one. So I listen to these all the time. And I'm not going to lie, I really just wanted to do a dating episode. So this is all just going to be incorporated into one big raver dating podcast. Also, really quickly, wanted to shout out Matthew Hussey because he plays an important role in all of this, you guys. Um, If you're like, who is Matthew Hussey? He's, I guess you could say, like a motivational speaker, but he's also kind of like a dating coach. Um, He's British. Uh, I absolutely love him. He's a YouTuber. I've been listening to him for 
years. My friends are going to laugh when they're listening to this because I talk about him all the time. Um, Give him a quick search on YouTube. Again, Matthew Hussey. I swear to God, I've actually used some of his tips and pointers throughout the years um, in my real life and they have worked for me. So I am going to share like some of the things that he said in his videos that I practiced in real life and they worked. And he's just like a great motivational speaker too. I feel like sometimes just listening to those videos puts you like in a good place mentally. So um, yeah, all I have to say is I've personally been working on myself for years and I've been taking advice from others and I genuinely feel like that's allowed me to become um, a better person and it's allowed me to grow and it helped me find love. So I just want to share all of that with you guys today. All right, we're going to get into your stories. I haven't read a single one besides the DMs I got on Instagram because I wanted my real raw reaction to your stories today as I'm reading them out loud. So this is going to be really good. They're in no order. I'm just going to go through um, the order that I got them. But I did really quickly want to mention before we get started like where this topic sort of came from um insomniac actually has an article on their website called the science of falling in love at festivals and i thought that was pretty great because if any of you guys have gone to shows or festivals i think you can relate to just like the atmosphere being very i think open to people sort of finding love or finding a partner for the night whatever it is that you're looking for Um, But it's definitely like a love is in the air type of feeling because I feel like everybody's sort of like their most elevated self when they're at a festival. You're all there to have a good time. You're there to meet people. Everyone's very friendly. So it kind of is just like a good place to meet someone. And that's what this article is talking about. There's this one portion that I want to just read because I think it's very interesting. It says festivals aren't ordinary places. They're built to be extraordinary to look like beautiful, faraway places that are larger than life. It's a surreal world where everything is new and catches your eye. From fire breathers to dancers, fireworks and beyond, there's never a dull moment. For most people, especially first-timers, it's a totally new experience. Your body experiences this whole new world emotion as a rush of adrenaline. The hormone in your body creates a response to your primal fight-or-flight stress response. That feeling of adrenaline can easily be confused for a romantic rush or thrill. So that's sort of like where your body is at um, scientifically when you're going to these music festivals. So it can sort of like mimic that feeling of being in love and also like let's just shout out a lot of people are under the influence they're on drugs which also make you your absolute happiest so you also have like (laughs) happy pills that everybody's taking and so you might confuse that with like love too but either way it's just to say that festivals and edm shows are a great place to find a partner so With all that being said, now we've sort of set the mood, right? This is the type of atmosphere people are in. These are the types of events people are going to that they find their partners at. So the first Rave Bay story we have here is actually, I didn't even plan this, you guys. This is from Vibe with Aid, (laughs) who is a good friend of the podcast here. Um, She actually met her boyfriend, Ryan, at a show, which I already knew, but I didn't fully know their story. So I'm reading this for the first time. Okay. Aid said, you are more than welcome to use the story of how Ryan and I met each other. So Ryan and I met at a Drezzo show back in March of 2018. I was pretty drunk and I saw this guy shuffling, so I started shuffling along with him. I was feeling bold and was gushing about how cute he was and that he could shuffle. We spent the rest of the night together and ended up getting his number. Drunk me forgot that I got his number, so I was freaking out all night because he seemed so cool and nice. I knew his name was Ryan, but I had so many Ryan contacts in my phone. That's awesome. It wasn't until the next morning when Snapchat revealed I had a new contact that I found out his last name and sent him a text. We went on a date a couple days later and then became official when I came back from EDC 2018. Aww. <laughs> It's just going to be me sobbing in this video. <laughs> Everyone's love stories. That's so cute. And if any of you guys follow Vibe with Aid, you sh- well, if you don't, you should. Um, but her and Ryan are still together and they're absolute rave couple goals. They're so cute. So yeah, you just never know where you can meet someone. It's really exciting. Okay, the next one we have up. This is from Sabrina. Sabrina Colmoni. I'm a huge fan of your YouTube channel and now your podcast. Yay! Uh, I at first was not very into podcasts, but then I decided to give yours a shot. Now I love listening to it when I'm in the sauna at the gym or driving home and trying to relax. Hell yeah. Anyway, I'm emailing you regarding your Instagram story about submissions for people who have met their boyfriends at a rave. So here's my story. It was May 18th, 2018. Technically, it was not a rave. It was an Oliver Heldens show. Hell yes. 
so supportive of this right now. Okay, it was actually my first show that I had ever been to. Oliver Heldens played at Marquee in New York that night. Oh, shout out in New York. Uh, my friend Julia and I were planning to meet up with our friend Karen, who was also coming with her boyfriend and his twin brother. Hint, that twin brother is my boyfriend today. His name is Mario. Spoiler alert, Sabrina. Just ruined the story. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I remember it was extremely crowded inside the place. I refused to go to back to Marquee unless someone like Seven Lines is playing. Totally agree, you guys. Marquee kind of sucks. People were shoving me, and even though Mario didn't know me at the time... That was the first time I met him. He felt the need to protect me and my best friend. He stood close enough to me so that he would be get he would be getting pushed instead of me. I remember just looking at him and smiling, knowing that someone who just met me was trying to make sure that my best friend and I were both having a good time. In that moment, moment? In that moment, I knew he was someone special. The whole night, he had me laughing and smiling. I kept daring him to go up to random people and act like he knew them and he would do it and would end up making friends with random strangers. That's awesome. I could just tell right away that his intentions were pure and genuine. I fell for him that night. Side note, as soon as Oliver Heldens went on, I swear the crowd finally stopped moving. No one was pushing anyone and we were able to enjoy the show. Hell yeah. Before I left that night, we exchanged information and have not stopped talking since. On June 30th, 2018, he finally asked me to be his girlfriend. Yay! A couple months later, on March 16th of this year, I ended up going to see Oliver Heldens at the Avant Gardener for my birthday. Me too! Hell yeah! You were there too, but I couldn't find you, unfortunately. I love being able to go see Oliver Heldens again with my boyfriend, especially because we had met a year ago at his show. The crazy part is that the night I met Mario, I was going to cancel and sell my ticket because I had stomach, a stomach virus the night before and was not feeling well. I had a gut feeling that I needed to push through it and still go regardless. The same thing with Mario, too. He actually did not even have a ticket. The show was sold out, and he was just hoping that people were selling him at the door, which they were. That is so awesome. Things happen for a reason, you guys. Long story short, everything happens for a reason. I got ahead of myself. We were meant to ha- we were meant to meet that night and thank God we did. We will be coming up on a year at the end of the month, which is crazy to me. Thank thank God for Oliver Heldens the matchmaker. That could not have been a more perfect story, especially cuz it involves Oliver Heldens. That's incredible. You guys, I have to just say about that, always go to the show always go you just never know who you're gonna meet just be like just say yes say yes approach new things go out of your comfort zone even if you you aren't feeling like it because this is a perfect example say thank you for your email sabrina that's so dope all right the next story is from emma quintanilla she said hey emma my name's emma too shout out girl <laughs> just wanted the, to tell you the story of how my boyfriend and i met it's actually pretty cute so i'm a part of the edc solo facebook group and i always have been the type of person to just kind of read other people's posts but never post anything on the group as i was scrolling down i saw this guy posted a video of himself gloving and he was amazing he said that he was going to edc 2018 and i got pretty excited because i wanted him to give me a light show during one of my favorite dj sets seven lions Guys, an Oliver Heldens and Seven Lions story back to back. You guys know me so well. Okay, so I got the courage to post a gift on his video saying, I will find you. The next thing I knew, he commented back saying he lived in the same city as me. That's a weird coincidence. So at the time, I told him that we should be best friends. So we started to talk and text each other all the time. Then he asked me out on a date and told me we were going to get pizza and maybe watch a movie. While we were eating, he surprised me on the date by taking me to see Bro Safari. I was excited because I told him that I really wanted to see him. After that date, we were pretty much inseparable. We went to see Chami and Mala right before EDC and had a blast. Fast forward to EDC 2018, night one. He asked me if I wanted to get EDC married and I said yeah we were looking for the chapel but after an hour we couldn't find it and I told him that it was okay we would look for it the next day and he said no because he was determined to find it eventually we found the chapel and and I was super excited for the little ceremony while we were promising each other to be rave bays the person giving the ceremony asked if we had anything to say he took the mic and asked me to be his girlfriend in front of everyone that's so cute oh my god <laughs> best moment of my life now we're a year and one month together and it's been amazing we will be celebrating our two-year anniversary next year at edc 2020 thanks for reading my little love story your podcast and channel are dope oh my god thank you so much emma that's awesome See, this is a perfect example. Like, it's definitely a good thing to be a part of these groups online because you really never know how you'll meet someone. And all it takes is just like shooting a message to somebody if you're interested. And clearly the feeling was mutual here. So that's super incredible. And I love that EDC is a part of your story as well. 
All right, I just opened the next email. I think this is from Evie, and there's pictures in this one. I got pictures, you guys. Okay, uh, it says, Hi there, my name is Evie. I was lucky enough to meet my favorite human last year at Izu 2018. It all started when I was convinced by my friends to save up the money and buy a one-day ticket for Friday. I had noticed that a couple weeks before the festival, this one guy, David, had followed me on Insta, and for some reason, his face always stood out to me. The night before Izu, I posted about how excited I was to go, and he actually replied to my story and suggested that we meet up at the festival. And so the day of comes along and he messages me again asking to meet. I replied with, come find me. So I send him on a rave scavenger hunt. That is so fucking dope. Okay. I would send him pictures of someone in a funny costume. Shout out to the guy wearing the hot dog suit last year or pictures of a food stand. And every time he would be at the specified spot, I would send him another picture of a new place. It was like our own little Where's Waldo game. This is so dope that you did that. Also, you're lucky that you had service. (laughs) So the time comes for me to send him the final photo. I was at main stage watching the Jaws set, and now we all know Izu is notorious for the rain, so my group of friends and I were actually those crazy people dancing in a puddle. I vividly remember I was in the middle of shuffling, and I turn around and saw him standing there looking at me with the biggest smile on his face. I reached my hand out and pulled him into the puddle with me, and we spent the rest of the night together. And the craziest part of all happened. Midway through the night, he asked me what if I was doing it all three days. And when I said I was only there for one, he bought me a three-day ticket. That's awesome. He's a good guy. (laughs) He said, it's not even about the money. There's just something about you that I know I need to see you again. This can be the night that changes your life. Just say yes. And so I did. And ever since then, he's been my person. Here's the first photo ever taken of us. Oh, my God. You guys look crazy. That's so cute. They look like smitten. And here's the photo of us taking day three. Oh, that's so awesome. You guys have really great chemistry. It's so exciting. That is so cool. I've never heard a story like that. See, this is what I mean. Girls, you gotta you gotta make someone work for it a little bit. The fact that he actually like participated and thought that was fun, I think you made it like a fun, unique game, and that's such like a cool story for you guys to have about how you met. So I absolutely love that. We have so many more to go. I'm gonna be so out of breath <laughs> by the end of this, but okay, we're gonna just keep going through. All right, this is from Arissa. It says, here's my story of my boyfriend and I. We met on Tinder and started talking for a month before meeting in person. We bonded over our similar music tastes, and it was just really easy between us. I was finishing college in Arizona, but planning to move back to California where he lives. While texting me, he told me about the San Holo show, The Shrine, and asked me to go with him. I had been listening to album one on repeat at the time and also loved the supporting artists, so it sounded like a lot of fun. I'm usually nervous about meeting new people I don't know, so I wasn't sure if I should go with the stranger all the way to LA from Orange County, but I decided, fuck it, why not? I love these artists, so it'll be a good time. The first time we met was the night before the concert. We decided to meet to feel each other out. We talked the whole time, bonded, and I was so excited for the concert. The next day, we went to Sand Hollow. He picked me up. We drove to LA during rush hour traffic, talking the whole time. We went to get sushi before, then went to the show. It was so fun dancing with him, and the way he looked at me while we danced was so cute. As the night went on, we started to get closer and closer. I wanted him to kiss me so bad, and when we finally finally did during Tosca Black, I felt black, I felt butterflies. It was such a good feeling. He looked at me and said he felt like home. Oh, that's so cute. So after that, we started hanging out every day and decided to be boyfriend and girlfriend one week later. Quick, I know. When you know, you know, guys. Sometimes it is fast. For our five months, we saw San Holo again at EDC and we sang every song. It was so magical. Tomorrow is our six months and we're planning to be together forever. Thank you. Love your podcast. That's awesome, you guys. Sometimes you just know what the person I know. You have to be like careful about meeting strangers, obviously, like disclaimer, really like get to know somebody but sometimes you just know and you have a gut feeling and it sounds like you guys just trusted that it would work out so that's super exciting this is from kimberly martinez she said the story about how i met my boyfriend is really something you just see in movies so i thought i would share Ooh, this can be good i met my boyfriend first through tinder we had matched had talked for a couple weeks until we decided to actually meet in person i was attending a show in fresno to see my oh, i always pronounce this wrong moxie So I told him to meet me there. So I went with my group of friends, went a little too hard during the pregame because once inside all the drinks 
two four locos and an amf to be exact hit me all at once and i was schlumped coming out the bathroom i finally see my now boyfriend for the first time and asked to please help me because i didn't feel good long story short i don't remember anything after that but from what he tells me we didn't go to see moxie i was vomiting in the street in his car etc he drove me home which was about an hour away and we've been together ever since and we have recently moved in together hope you enjoyed my wild funny story of how me and my boyfriend met that's crazy i've actually i have friends of mine who have met that way where like the girl was puking and like totally embarrassing herself but the guy is just like an absolute trooper and loves you anyway so sometimes it just works out that way Alrighty, this one's from Caitlin Talley. Hey, Emma, I love all your vlogs and your posts. Thank you so much. Um, I just wanted to pop in and share my rave love story of how I met my boyfriend. I met him last year at Nocturnal 2018. I went with a mutual friend of ours, not even knowing who he was, but we all knew we would be camping together. Funny thing was, we grew up maybe 40 minutes away from each other, even graduated the same year, but we never met. Well, back to Nocturnal, everyone in our group hit it off and got along very well. He was honestly kind of annoying, as most guys are, but by the second day, me and him ended up hanging out together for our last day and caught all the sets together we just hit it off and had so much fun when the festival ended and me and him still went back to our campsite and stayed up talking till about 7 a.m after we left i didn't think we would end up turning into anything especially because he lived in socal and i lived up north but we just kept texting talking on the phone and made it official in march i actually moved down to socal and now we live together since nocturnal we've pretty much gone to every event together and i love it plus all of the rave fam i met and nocturnal have all stuck together hope this wasn't too long thanks for your time they're my story and her instagram is crispy katie k-r-i-s-p-y-y-k-a-t-i-e-e that's so awesome festivals are just the best way to meet people (laughs) it's always good to like just go out of your comfort zone and to meet new people it's a good good experience all around all right we finally got a guy story yay this is from adam estrada Uh, I met my now wife at EDC Las Vegas 2015. I went with my best friend after graduating high school and we stayed with a girl he was seeing at the time. She had two people staying with her besides us that we didn't know, my wife and her brother. I remember getting to the room and seeing her and just being instantly in love. I was actually too scared to talk to her because besides a few sentences here and there the entire weekend. We stayed in touch after EDC, talked almost every day. We went to Sun City together three months later and that's when we really fell for each other. I asked her to be my girlfriend as soon as day one ended. No drugs were involved either, which a lot of people tend to think. We are completely sober. Since then, we have been to every EDC since, tons of other festivals and countless shows together. I proposed to her in 2017 after EDC when we got back to our room, just us. That's amazing. (laughs) We got married at EDC in 2018. Aw, and my dad surprised us by being there for our ceremony. We celebrated our first year of marriage this year on day two under the electric sky, and we can't wait for all these years to come. That is so fucking amazing. I love that. I love that you guys brought it back to EDC, too. That's really incredible. Congrats. Next up is from Rebecca. She said, first off, I just want to say how much I love watching your videos, not just about raving, but other stuff too. Thank you, Rebecca. I really appreciate that. She said, I actually didn't meet my boyfriend at a rave. We're high school sweethearts who met after he had recently graduated high school and I was still a junior in high school. We both had a deep and strong love for EDM and that was something that brought us together and we both wanted to go to raves. We went to first EDC Las Vegas in 2015. We have since gone to some other ones, but EDC definitely holds a special place in our hearts as it was our very first it's awesome. I, I think there's so many people out there that EDC is like their anniversary, which is incredible. EDC just brings people together, you guys. That's why it's the best. And we've got another EDC up <laughs> right after that. So this is from Gabby Aquino. It says, hi, Emma. I didn't think I'd ever have something to contribute to, but now I do. <laughs> you guys always have something to contribute to, I promise. My boyfriend and I worked together back in 2014, but we didn't keep in touch after... I left because we weren't close friends or anything. Fast forward to 2017, his page pops up as a suggested page on Instagram, and I saw that we were at the same excision show the week before. I followed him to catch up, and he ended up inviting me to a abstract show the next weekend. After that, we just kept inviting each other to different shows, and he even made me a SoundCloud playlist of his favorite songs. That's how you know it's a good one when they make you a playlist. 
He still updates it, and I still love seeing new songs pop up. This year, we got to celebrate our one-year anniversary on day three at our first EDC Las Vegas, and we're already planning on camping for 2020. Not sure if this fits what you were looking for, but it was fun reliving the memories. Um, All the love, Gabby and Keanu. Instagram, it's Aquino 625 That's so awesome. I, uh, I just feel like a first date at like a show is a really, really good option just because like you guys can just go and have a fun night together and get to know each other a little bit better that was an awesome story thank you gabby all right we just have a few more and then we're going to get into dating advice so this one is from brianna it says hi my name is Bri. i'm a huge fan i wanted to share my rave bay story with you in the spring of 2016 i had just been dumped and had gotten out of a really toxic three-year relationship that summer i attended my third paradiso festival at the gorge amphitheater in washington i had a friend attending the very first rave with a guy she had just started dating that had invited her i was so excited for her to experience her first show and wanted to make sure she had the best and safest time ever so i stuck by her side the whole day and while dancing with her and her man all of a sudden i turned around and noticed a new guy who was friends with her guy had joined us he caught my attention right away as the day went on we started talking went on some rides and the rest of the group and stayed together for most of the evening i even remember trading him his first candy piece during excision set i thought he was super cool before leaving his group to meet my own friends i went up to him and gave him my number Sure enough, an hour had passed and he texted me saying his friends had left to another stage, but he stayed behind and wanted to meet up again. Of course he did. (laughs) That night we danced next to each other till the festival ended and we walked back to the campsite together nonstop talking. We stayed up that night talking about life and getting to know each other until the sun came up. We even bonded over Marshmallow being our favorite DJ. We were vibing and I never had felt so connected to someone. Eventually it got cold and he gave me his warm Mexi blanket. He ended up walking me to my tent in the early in the morning and end of the night with a big, big hug and told me to keep his blanket so I, I wasn't cold. Almost one year later, we became we officially became a couple and decided to return to Paradiso to celebrate one year of meeting each other. That year, coincidentally, our favorite DJ, Marshmallow, was headlining the festival. During his set, I traded him a special piece of candy that said, I love you. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and we exchanged those words for the first time with each other. I literally have tears. This is why it's good that I'm filming this episode. <laughs> it was so special for our relationship. It has now gone on three years since we met for the first time. I found my person and we've returned to parody so ever, every year since to celebrate us. Brianna, why you got to go and make me cry? <laughs> that's seriously such a sweet story. I absolutely love the candy idea. I think that's really, really cute. Okay, next up, this is from Marissa. It says, hey, I'm glad to finally be able to enter a submission. I met my boyfriend a year and a half ago, and our first official date was a rave. We saw Tiesto. It was love at first sight. Now he's my rave bay. We go to shows together all the time. Find you a guy that will ride the rail with you and headbang all night. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for t- taking the time to read this. I found your channel like six months six months ago and i'm in love with your podcast oh thank you so much marissa thank you for listening and for submitting your story it's so true it's great when you can find a partner who just like has similar interests as you it's awesome Alrighty, next up is from taylor taylor that says hey emma my partner and i met at snow globe 2017 it was my first rave slash festival we lived in two different states but somehow we were introduced by a friend of a friend on new year's eve we went home early with our friends and we kissed at midnight Being that we lived in two different states with different circumstances, I never thought it would work out. But within a couple of months, I found an opportunity to move near him and we have been raving together ever since and I have never been happier in my life. That is so fucking dope. See, even if you meet someone and you feel like if they're from a different state or from they're from far away, like sometimes it does work out, you guys. So always hold hope because if it's the right person, you'll find a way. The next submission is from Sharon Melanie. It says, I met the most awesome person at Camp EDC this year during the kickoff party. We danced all night, really just vibed super well. We decided to go for a walk around camp, had a great conversation. When it was time to call it a night, we exchanged info. We didn't meet at the festival and spent time together after because I didn't really want to be with a guy at EDC. I just wanted to enjoy it and spend it with my group, which is totally fair. I also didn't think much of it 
I met a lot of people that weekend. Fast forward, and we have been talking literally every day, every day since the festival, text messages, phone calls, etc. What sucks, though, is that we live 2,000 miles away from one another. He lives in the West Coast, and I live in the Midwest. We both currently wish we could just teleport. Plans to actually see each other in the future have been thrown in the air. I personally can't wait to see him again. I hope we don't have to wait till next year at EDC to see each other. I literally can't believe this happened. We'll see how things plan out, hoping for the best. Girl, I feel you. I think a lot of people are in this exact scenario, especially when you like all travel to a festival and you all have to go back home. But all I'll say is if you guys just stay in touch and of course, like you can keep your options open and, you know, it's okay to be free and do other things. But if you guys consistently talk and you do make plans to see each other, you never know. You can make long distance work. And eventually, if it's a strong enough connection, you never know. You might move. You might make plans. So I would just say you never know what happens. Um, Definitely try and see each other. Maybe try and plan a festival together um, because you never know if it could work out. This next one is a Tomorrowland story, which I'm excited about. We haven't had one. This is from Jessica Anderson. It says, hi. So first of all, thanks for all the content you're sharing about festivals in the U.S. No problem, girl. Me and my man actually met at Tomorrowland almost two years ago. I'll keep the story short. So one year before Tomorrowland 2017, Danny found my Instagram. We started talking and hanging out. We really clicked good, but we're both playing too cool and independent for relationship at the moment. (laughs) Thanks for being honest. We appreciate your honesty. He told me about Tomorrowland. And even if I had never been to any festival, I was like, sure, see you then. I'm going for sure. Time went by and neither of us could admit that we had feelings. So we stopped seeing each other. Six months went by without any contact or so. We both were living our own lives. I arrived in Belgium, a 17 hour drive from home with my friend. And it was day one at Tomorrowland. Right there at the gathering, the name of the pre-party for over 40,000 camping people in the middle of the crowd, there he was. We looked at each other, talked, and both admittedly <laughs> admitted directly our feelings. Oh, that's so awesome. It was so crazy that we meet, that we both choose the same weekend, and yeah, everything. We spent the whole weekend together at Tomorrowland, and now three years later, we own a home together and are planning our future together. That is so fucking cool. Holy shit. See, this is what I mean, people. When you sometimes if things don't work out right away, that doesn't mean that they're not going to work out down the line. Like time apart can sometimes make the heart grow fonder. And if it's meant to be, I truly believe it will find a way. So that is fucking crazy. Thank God for Tomorrowland bringing you guys together. Congratulations. That's really, really cool. All right, I think that is all the emails that I have, but I want to really quickly go through my DMs because I remember a couple people sent me their love stories. Yeah, so this one is from Sad Boys Club 666. He said, we didn't meet at a rave, but he introduced me to raving. I came from the pop punk and metal world touring in bands, and he took me to my first rave, 4B and Showtech. I fell in love with him and the culture. We've been to over 50 shows as a couple in the span of two years, including EDC, Spring Awakening, Hard Summer, and more. Now I'm channeling my efforts into music production and DJing, and I have him to thank for that. That's fucking incredible. Seriously, you it's kind of cool to meet somebody like in the scene if you're not initially into it because you just never know like how much your interest can grow and you can just find new things that you're going to be into down the line. And I think that's incredible that you can like introduce your partner to the EDM community. So that's awesome. I'm glad you're a part of the family now. So this one was from Bass Whore. She said, we didn't meet at a festival, but we just got married at EDC this year, which was a dream come true, which literally couple goals Uh, she said i felt like a true fairy tale we both had been dreaming about going to edc together for over five years we finally had an opportunity to make it happen and set plans he proposed to me at decadence arizona so we decided why not make our first edc together our wedding since we were never really ones to fit into social norms honestly it was even better than i could ever have imagined we got married at the chapel of nature on day three at 12 15 a.m and the fact that chami back-to-back mala was the set during (laughs) playing during our wedding was even more magical i always relive that moment when i'm with my husband's arms when i'm in my husband's arms and i can't wait to celebrate our anniversary at edc next year i love that i've always wondered like how the weddings are i've like seen them in passing but i just think that's like such a 
special thing. Um, and it's incredible that EDC offers that. So we love that. Congrats. So I think that's all of the stories. I'm sorry if I didn't read yours today, you guys, but I'm definitely going to be having more um, submission episodes in the future. So definitely stay tuned. Absolutely love sharing all of your stories today. I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into dating advice and then we're going to have some closing thoughts on the episode. All right, you guys, I just wanted to remind you to follow us at Emma Capotis and at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram and Twitter to stay in touch and to contribute to future episodes. I'm always posting polls on there and questions and stuff um, to get ideas for new episodes. Again, you can submit topics, ideas, and feedback um, to my email, raveculturecast at gmail.com. And feel free to check out my YouTube channel. It's just under my name, Emma Capotis. I've put a lot of um, fun videos up lately i have a festival shoe guide i have some izu videos some imagine music festival videos and i have a couple other fun things planned i just posted a video that was one of my most requested and it was breaking down the different genres of edm so definitely go check out that one that's a really good one if you're like just getting into raving and you want to know the differences between all the different genres and subgenres, go check that one out and i think that's all i've got for you right now let's get right back into the episode Alrighty, so I only have a couple emails about dating advice, but I actually do have a lot of tips for all my single ravers out there. So I'll just read the few that I got and then we'll get straight into the tips and I'll try and be snappy about this because I know it's a longer episode. Um, But this one came in and it was a little bit of a heavier email, but I do want to touch on it. Um, This person had a bit of like a traumatic experience in a previous, I guess you could call relationship. And so I think it's like a little bit harder for them to meet people at festivals and raves. And of course, like if you've gone through something traumatic or you were in a toxic relationship that can sort of prevent you from like going out there and meeting new people. So I do feel for you in this situation. But their question in regards to advice basically says that when they are meeting people at festivals, this is a girl, she's around 26 years old. Um, And she said she's sort of been like out of touch with dating lately. So she said, I feel a little out of touch with trendy styles. I made an Instagram because this year I was at EDC and I was hanging out with a girl and her friends and I asked her for her number, but she said no because she wanted to see what my Instagram was like first. And since I didn't have one at the time, I just left it alone and parted ways. See, that's very interesting. Like, I think... It's popular with younger people just to add you on Instagram because you can sort of like get a feeling for what a person's like and maybe it's a little less personal than giving your phone number. But I absolutely don't think you have to have social media like some people aren't on Facebook and things like that. So that's not everyone. That was just one person in particular. If you approach somebody else and ask for their number, you probably would get it. So don't think that that's everybody. Um, It just it is common for people to just like want to add you quickly on Snapchat or Instagram. They said, the other thing I don't know is how to range what's in quotes in your league. Everyone has their own taste and I'm just not interested in the girls that are usually interested in me. I feel like really pretty girls just have so many other people after them and they've heard it all and they just want to see what they can get out of you. Even just expressing that, I can feel how jaded I am and it's frustrating because it's something I'm constantly contemplating. I want to impress these beautiful girls. I'm just not sure how. Not even sure what I would say to them and that wouldn't be boring, dry, creepy. I've just been at a loss and haven't really been able to get any objective feedback from someone in the league I'm trying to tap into. So I would say I agree. I feel like in general, you kind of have this like negative feeling about dating and approaching people. But I do think you just need to be a little bit more open to it and just recognize that everybody is different. So just because you have a bad experience with one person doesn't mean down the line you won't meet a really incredible person. I think also maybe trying to go into things and not expecting much out of them is a good way to go. So just trying to make friends rather than trying to approach everyone as like a potential partner could be a good way to go because friends have friends. They can introduce you to other people and that's like a really good way to meet people. So maybe rather than just focusing on people that like you're very attracted to, maybe just in general work on just talking to people and approaching people and more being more open rather than like just focusing on trying to find a partner because then you'll get practice just approaching new people and having conversations and sometimes 
you might fall in love with someone or be attracted to someone that you didn't really think you would be because personality is a huge thing sometimes and maybe like looks wise it wasn't what you imagined yourself ending up with but if you get to know somebody and you end up like falling for them that's just like an incredible thing that can happen too so I wouldn't just like necessarily go for people that you're considering like in your league I would maybe just be open to all different types of people because then you're opening up all different possibilities of people that you could meet. It is, and I see you using a lot of words like pretty and beautiful. It's definitely not just about their own looks. So maybe really just try and get to know people more. And again, just try and form some friendships because you could always meet people through friends. So that's definitely a a good way to just get out there and practice having conversations with people. So this one's not really advice, but I just think this is worth reading (laughs) because it's awesome. Um, This is from Abraham. It says, so while I don't have a rave bay, I do love meeting different guys at raves. Might sound kind of ho-ish, but let me explain. Meeting guys, especially in the real world, is harder for gay people. But I feel like everyone is more open and free and everyone has a little bit more confidence at raves to go up to other people. And so do I. I completely agree with that. I feel like the raving community is very like LGBTQ friendly. Um, There's so many different like festivals are just open in like a non-judgmental zone, especially like I'm from the New York City area. So I'm used to having like a large community of LGBTQ people and friendly bars, friendly restaurants. So I always forget sometimes that in other states, uh, it's not as friendly. So if you go to a music festival for the first time and you're gay and you haven't had this like super welcoming experience like back home where you're from, it can kind of feel like, oh, you just want to live in this world forever because people are more accepting and you can meet more people like you. So I do completely agree. I feel like festivals are a great way for gay people to meet like partners and people who have common interests. Um <laughs> He also went on to say, everyone is all about spreading plur, but who knows? Some guys just might get a might, might get a kiss with my plur. LOL. Everybody's just looking for love at these festivals. At the end of the day, love is love. So do your thing. Hoe it out. Oh, lordy. This one says, I need some advice on how I can take you, Emma, out on a date. Oh, boy. I'm happily taken. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have a home and live with my boyfriend, and uh, he would not be a fan of that. I'm sorry. All right, so we're going to get on some tips on how you guys can approach people, how you can make new connections, maybe meet a potential partner, maybe meet a potential hookup for the night, whatever it is that you're looking for. Um, These are just some really quick tips that I've used in the past that are really great and some of my friends have used. Um, Like I said before, I think just festivals and EDM shows in general are a great place to meet people. Um, It's not just like another bar. You know you have a common interest. Uh, Everyone there is usually in a good mood. You're your most elevated self. You might have an artist in common that you both love. So I think just in general, putting yourself out there, buying the ticket, attending a festival, you're already like opening yourself up to making more connections and friendships. It doesn't just have to be relationships. It could be friendships as well. Um, So I was single for a majority of the time that I was raving. I've been in a relationship for a little under two years now. Um, So I personally have in the past met a lot of people at shows, whether again, it was a love interest or it just was like fun for the night or it was friendships. Um, Some of them were awesome nights, some of them not so much, but you live and you learn, you know, (laughs) we all make mistakes. So this is just to say again that like you can you can definitely make some connections at EDM shows. I think it's also great to just make a connection with someone for the night and just like dance the night away, have fun, have a common interest, um, and then maybe you can go on with your life. It doesn't always work out to be like the one or your person. You know, you might just have date someone for a little while. You might just hook up with somebody for the night, you know, whatever it is. But um, I think this goes for friendships as well. And I really quickly want to touch on this. I think a lot of you can relate to what I'm about to say. Do you ever make like your friends for the night at shows? This happens to me and my friends all the time where you just like either it's a person or another group that you guys just like hit it off with. You have such a good connection. You spend like the whole night hanging out with them. You sort of form this bond and you guys all might start like a shuffling circle or whatever it is. But you all sort of like look out for each other and then you all follow each other on social media and then, you know, follow each other for the rest of your lives and never speak again. But you still have that bond from that one. One night that you guys met that happens to me 
all the time and I think those relationships are just as important as like romantic relationships so also look out for those especially if you haven't attended that many shows yet um I just love meeting people for the night I think it just like elevates your experience so much and everybody wants to just find a connection so you definitely can have those types of relationships as well right quick tips I had a video on my YouTube channel it's called how to flirt with girls at EDM shows it's a little outdated now okay I was single at the time that I made it but I do stand by everything I said I think those are all really really great tips for guys girls gay straight whatever bisexual I think it works for anyone but quick suggestions on how to approach people or how to be approached one I always used to use this it's a really good way if you don't if you're nervous you're shy you don't know how to approach somebody ask them to take a photo of you and your friends it's like an easy in it's the easiest in um you just go up to someone give them your phone and be like hey can you take a picture of me and my friends you know have a little banter have a little little flirting and there you go boom super easy approachable way to start talking to someone of course if you guys are all dancing or you have like a shuffling circle jump in meet new friends through there I think that's always fun you I feel like you're just attracted to people who look like they're having a good time so if you're like emitting this energy and you're smiling and you're having fun and you're being yourself I think that just like attracts good energy so definitely um, you know put yourself out there have fun Trading candy is another big one. Um, I highly recommend this, especially at festivals if you're wearing candy. Um, If you don't see somebody wearing any and you want to talk to them, go give them their first candy. That's an awesome way to approach somebody complimenting someone, especially a guy or a girl on their outfit. If they're wearing any artist merch and you like that artist, definitely go and approach them and talk about that. That's a great way to to meet people. One thing I will say, um, buying a drink I feel like is something that sometimes guys use. I kind of feel mixed about it. I think if you have already met someone and you've been talking for a little while and you've sort of like started this rapport and you're like we want to continue this conversation and they say oh do you want to go get a drink with me I think it's safe to like go and get a drink with them and like obviously like watch them buy you the drink and everything like that but at the same time if you just met someone and one of the first things they say to you is can I get you a drink I don't always love that because sometimes if you haven't really felt out the person yet and they offer to buy you a drink that can kind of make you feel stuck because it's like oh do I owe you something now because you bought me a drink so I would feel that one out I would maybe wait to offer to buy someone a drink until you've like been talking to them for a little bit but that's just my personal opinion not everyone agrees with that um another thing I'll just quickly say is if anyone else agrees with this, let me know. But I feel like you it's never a good feeling to feel trapped in a conversation. What I mean by that is if somebody approaches you and you kind of feel like they're never going to leave, that's not like a good feeling because you're like, oh God, like in the back of your head, you're just thinking like, when is this conversation going to end? How am I going to get out of this? So I think it's also good maybe just to approach someone, chat for a little bit and then give it some space, like walk away and let it get some air you know you don't have to corner them or like if you and your group approach somebody and you kind of like close in the circle uh, it just feels like you're trapped in this conversation so sometimes I think it's better just to like chat for a little bit and then create that space um, because you never know you might come back to each other later um, if you guys are both mutually interested okay a couple quick things so these were actual tips that I got from Matthew Hussey that dating doctor dating coach whatever that I had talked about earlier one thing he said in his videos that really resonated me was he talked about going out in smaller groups of people so going out maybe just like two or three people at a time rather than in like a huge gaggle of 10 fucking girls or guys you know if you're at a sports bar with all your bros you know it might be a little hard to approach so He said that, and picture this, right? I completely agree with this point. So say you're like at a bar or you're at a show and you're with like eight of your girlfriends and you're all standing in the corner and you're at a table or you're sitting down. Like it would take a very, very confident guy to walk up to your group in the corner by himself or with his friends and approach you. I just think that that takes a lot of a person and... Honestly, if a guy is that confident, that is a little concerning because like, does he have an ego? Is he a douchebag? Is he too full of himself? You know, so I would just give guys credit because 
guys and girls, it is takes a lot of courage to go up to a big group of people, no matter what gender you are. So sometimes being more open, not being closed off, not like grabbing the first table and like running to the corner of a bar when you first get there um, can be helpful. So my friend Vicky and I, she's probably going to die when she hears this. We tried this. So we went to two shows um, within the same year, just the two of us, which was very rare. Normally when we went to shows, we would try and like assemble a really big group. But we were like, no, we want to go like meet people. We want to get out there and like see if we'll meet some guys or something. So we just went the two of us. I shit you not at both within like the first hour of being there, we met people and like hung out with them the rest of the night it worked. It's just more approachable. Two is a very approachable number and a lot of people come in smaller groups. So like both times in that case, we like met two guys who were by themselves as well and like it just matched up perfectly. So I'll just put that out there in the world, you guys. Maybe try and going out in smaller groups, just see what happens. I think it could be an approachable approachable way to go about it. Um, another quick thing, go after what you guys want. Don't spend the whole night staring at somebody Go up and talk to them. Shoot your shot. Ladies, don't be afraid to approach a guy. I think this whole mentality of a guy needs to approach a girl is really old school. I think that girls can drop subtle hints and make it a little bit more obvious and like give that opening to a guy and vice versa. I think if you just get over in your head that somebody else has to make the first move, you will end up talking to so many more people if you just take the authority and you just do it yourself I'll give a really quick example so I was at a bar once and there was a guy that I thought was like really cute and I saw that he was wearing a hat that had like um a city on it that I lived in so I was like fuck it I'm going to say hi to him so I walked up asked him about it chatted very briefly and then I walked away again didn't want to make him feel trapped didn't want to linger I walked away I went to the bar with my friend literally two minutes later he walks up and is standing next to me at the bar and like buys me a drink and we hung out like the whole rest of the night. So I do think it's okay to approach somebody if you see that you have like a mutual interest or not. And then again, like it's a give and take, right? And enter the conversation, talk a little bit, flirt a little bit, walk away, give it some space. And if there's like a mutual feeling there and you're both interested later, they might come back and try and find you. So that's a good way to go about it too. So no one likes being rejected. If it doesn't work out, It sucks, but oh well, they weren't the right person and you're going to waste more time wondering why it wasn't the right person rather than just moving on. Uh, It's nothing personal, so like don't let it ruin the rest of your night. Don't let it bruise your ego too much. Don't be rude to a person if they're not like, you know, feeling it as well. You know, that person could have been a fucking nightmare. So thank your lucky stars that it didn't work out. (laughs) Lastly, one really important lesson that I learned, be kind to everyone. This was another one of Matthew Hussey's points that really struck home with me and I think helped me a lot in life. So guys and girls, if you see someone when you're out at a show, at a festival, and you are really interested and you really like them, but then somebody else approaches you that you're not as interested in or you're like not as attracted to, rather than being like totally blowing them off or being an asshole you're rolling your eyes or not giving them the time of day girls I know some of you out there are guilty of this because I've done this in the past too where you just like don't even want to look at someone you're like trying to ignore them guess who's watching that whole interaction the guy or girl in the corner that you wanted to talk to originally this was like such a huge thing that hit home with me more people are watching you than you realize and like not in a creepy way. Do you think that person that you initially wanted to talk to is going to approach you after they just watched you completely blow someone off and look like an asshole? No, you look like a total asshole. So you don't realize like how people are interacting with you around you and more people are watching you than you realize so treat everyone the way you want to be treated it's not to say that you have to have like a 10 minute conversation with someone you don't want to just be polite it's okay to introduce yourself and if they want asked to buy you a drink or you know they're lingering it's okay to say you're not interested in a polite way but 
that I don't know that was just one thing that was a piece of advice that I really took to heart and um, I just treat people the way I want to be treated now even that I'm in a relationship if somebody approaches me I'm not gonna be like fuck off I have a boyfriend I'll be like hi how are you blah 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 and then if I feel like they're trying to like go anywhere with it that's that's when I'll interject and be like oh I'm not interested I'm in a relationship that's all I had to do I didn't have to be like a dickhead from the very beginning Alrighty. That's all the tips I got for you. I hope you guys enjoyed that portion. Um, Please give me some feedback. Let me know what you think about these tips. If you use them in real life, let me know if they work for you. I really, really think um, just putting yourself out of your comfort zone and trying a couple of these things will work. So please report back if you use any of these in your real life. I'm really excited to hear your feedback on that. All right, the last thing I'm going to touch on before we wrap up the episode here because we're already at our hour mark, you guys. I knew this would be a longer episode. Um, I really wanted to touch on what to do if your partner isn't into raving or they aren't really like into EDM as much and that's like a huge part of your life and that's a big thing for you. Um, You know, can it still be a successful relationship? So I personally, this hits home with me because I do get this question a lot sometimes because my boyfriend Brian isn't like super into the EDM scene and people will be like, oh my God, how does that work? Like, how do you do that? You're like, you have a podcast and a channel. Like, how are you possibly not dating like a super in-depth raver? (laughs) And I can say that yes, you can have a happy, healthy, successful relationship if your partner isn't into the exact same things that you're into. Um, but I will say we are actually attending our first festival together, which is super exciting. He's going to be coming to, um, Sunday of Electric Zoo. So we've done shows together plenty of times, but we haven't done a festival. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. If any of you guys are there on Sunday and you see us, definitely come say hello. But again, the simple answer is yes, you can definitely make it work. You can definitely make it happen. If you have other things in common, other interests, and they really are like your person and it's a relationship worth keeping, then 100% you can make it work. Um, I just think it totally depends on the person you're with and what you're looking for. Like if it's an absolute deal breaker for you, then I don't think you should like compromise something that makes you happy. But at the same time, sometimes you can't help who you fall in love with. And if you have, again, like other things in common and you have a strong, healthy foundation and a good relationship, I think it's worth keeping that relationship. Um, Because again, you can compromise and make, you know, share each other's interests down the line. It doesn't mean right off the bat, like, oh, they're not a raver. They're not into festivals. Like, I don't think this is going to work. It's different if they're like rude about it or they have a negative feeling about raving and they make nasty comments about it, then maybe that's not the right person for you in the end. Um, But if it's just like they're not super into it, I think you can find ways to make it work. Um, At the end of the day, I just think there sort of has to be like a compromise, right? So like my boyfriend will come with me to certain shows. Like if I know it's more housey or techno, like that's the type of music he prefers. So I'll take him to that. Like he wouldn't fucking go to a dubstep show or anything because that's just not his jam. Um, And then that's like bigger festivals. He's like not into as much. So I'll just do that on my own. Again, I'm like shooting stuff for my channel and creating content. So it just works for us that way. And like Izu is a local festival. So that was something that he could easily come to in the area. And do I get bummed sometimes that he doesn't get to experience all these things with me? Yeah, of course, because it's incredible. And of course, I want to share like EDC and stuff with him. But I also realize that like, he'd be miserable if he was there so it's better for me to just go and have my fun and like do my thing and just like have we have our other things in common so at the end of the day like he's just super super supportive of me and he tells me to go have fun and he knows how much I love it so I appreciate that more than anything in the entire world um because having a supporting and loving partner at the end of the day is like a huge part of a relationship and that's what's most important to me um it's also different like Again, if they hated EDM and they like were really big dick about it, I could see that being frustrating. Like Brian will listen to EDM and he likes different, um, he'll like partake in things with me. So I think it's like fun to get your partner involved and like try and share that interest with them um, and in like an approachable way rather than like forcing it on somebody. And this goes for other interests too, just really quickly. Like for, for instance, he is really into football. I literally did not give a fuck about football. I'm just going to put that out there. Did not care whatsoever. Didn't watch the sport. Um, until I met him 
And I knew he was really, really into the Minnesota Vikings. So I was like, you know what? I love him. So I'm going to I'm going to try getting into this. And now I'm like a fucking fanatic. If you watch any of my social media or my Instagram, I have like the jerseys now. We traveled to Minnesota last year for our anniversary to go to a game um, and we don't miss a game on Sundays. So sometimes you can like if they're not initially interested in something get your partner on board with something down the line so don't give up hope you guys you know if you meet somebody and you really really like them and they're like oh I've never been to a rave before don't totally write them off (laughs) you can totally get them involved down the line so I I would say just like be open to somebody also think that's like a sign that you love somebody because if if it was somebody else I don't know if I would have gotten into football but because I love Brian and I know how much it makes him happy I want to share that hobby with him so I think that's another thing I feel like if you really are in a happy healthy relationship you guys will both like try for the other person um on the flip side there can also be like really unhealthy signs to look out for in like a toxic relationship because I have seen these comments as well I did do a video on this um it was called raving single versus raving in a relationship definitely go check that out on my youtube channel I got really really great comments on that video from people and a lot of them were like I have a partner who makes me feel bad about raving or they make me feel guilty about going to shows. They think that I'm going there to just like get fucked up and hook up with people. And it sounds like a very much of like a jealousy thing. Um, They also get criticized for what they wear and it can feel like a very controlling and manipulative relationship. Those are 1000% signs of an unhealthy relationship. So if you have a partner who is not being supportive of you, is criticizing what you're doing, doesn't make you feel good about the outfits that you're wearing and things like that that's not okay like you should feel supported and like you can have your own hobbies and your own interests whether or not they're into them as well um they should feel good for you and want to be supportive of you going to things that make you happy so that that's just sounds like somebody who's dealing with their own like jealousy issues or insecurities and they're taking it out on you um so that's up to you to decide if you want to stay in a relationship like that but I can tell you right now that's not a normal healthy relationship there's better things out there for you um, you definitely should not be feeling bad about something that you love period at the end of the day um, if you're constantly getting in fights about going to shows or going to festivals or you're not able to go out as anymore or you feel like you can't go to a festival you want to go to because it'll hurt your partner's feelings um, then I would I would question and p- potentially rethink your relationship because Uh, If you want to experience things, you should be able to experience them and you shouldn't feel held back at all. So just some food for thought here at the end of the episode. So you guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you guys so much for submitting your stories, for sharing your love stories with everybody. Um, I absolutely loved reading them and I really hope to do an episode again like this in the future. Um, So again, follow me on Instagram at Emma Capotis and at Rave Culture Cast. Um, Stay tuned for more submissions and polls and questions. I definitely want your participation in future episodes. Um, Please rate and review this on iTunes if you guys are listening over there. Please screenshot and share this on social media. Tag me in it. I will always repost you guys and uh, your support means the fucking world to me and I'm so happy that our family is growing. It's so exciting and I'm I want to get the word out about rave culture. So thank you guys so much for supporting it. Again, um, stay tuned and look out for me at Electric Zoo this summer and Imagine Music Festival. Get your tickets if you guys haven't already. Um, I'm selling for both of those. So definitely DM me for details. I have reduced price for Izu for sure. So yeah, definitely feel free to reach out to me. I hope you guys all have a fucking awesome week. Sorry for cursing so much in this episode. (laughs) Uh, And again, this episode will be up on YouTube this week, which is really exciting. So you guys can go check it out over there. Again, Emma Capotis on youtube so feel free to go check me out over there anyway hope you guys have an awesome week i'll be back next wednesday with a new episode bye guys 